What's up, everybody? And welcome to Sermon Plus. It is our last Sermon Plus. Mm, Not ever. Ever. But just. <laughs> Never doing it again. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, well, it was good. You know, it's, you know, that's the Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld thing. Keep people wanting more, you know what I mean? Just cut it off when people like it. No. Four stories for faith. Yeah. Um, and well, maybe maybe we'll have another short series of stories for faith. We certainly didn't cover all of them from Hebrews 11. There's there's more to be told. But yeah, so Pastor Dave uh, finished up stories for faith uh, Sunday with a wonderful sermon from Hebrews 11 and really Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, talks about looking to Jesus. So as is our habit, Pastor Dave, why don't you give us a little bit of a recap, and then we'll get into some plus material, uh, things that you wanted to say, didn't get to say. I had a few observations as well. But yeah, give us a recap from Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. The whole goal was to try to basically take what this author um, had intended, I think, for these stories for faith, leading up to Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, looking to Jesus, of, of basically how the reader... Uh, can be encouraged and strengthened, and then ultimately go and live by faith and exactly. make it to the end. One mm-hmm. of the biggest you know, components of Hebrews in general is, is endurance, mm-hmm. making it all the way to the end. And, and so there were four main points. There, one, listen to the witnesses. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 12, 1 says, Therefore, since you're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, these testimonies, these people who have essentially you know, finished the race, people who have finished it, you've got testimonies of... Uh, you know, enduring suffering, trusting in God when you didn't know how he was going to make a way, uh, hoping for the reward to come. All these wonderful testimonies of people who endured all the way to the end. Listen to them. Listen to them cheering you on and and be encouraged and, and built up that people have walked this path before. In fact, we, we even said basically every human being in the world can go and find a person or a story in scripture that relates to what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And that is meant to actually edify you, build you up and cause you to endure. So listen to the testimonies, but look to Jesus. And you mentioned earlier, even this morning when we were talking, we've kind of sprinkled that in every single week. Well, not just sprinkled, but yeah. yeah, Baked it in. That's true. (laughs) It was a core ingredient. It was the flower of every cake. There you go. (laughs) But every week we've talked about Jesus ultimately. Uh, well, Jesus David. is a true and better David. Jesus is a true and better exactly. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, all that. But yeah. but Even from week one. Week one started with like, Jesus is the champion of our faith. Yes. Right. Uh, and so it really, we just noted it's amazing that the, the author says, therefore, since you're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, look not to the witnesses, but to Jesus. That was such an excellent observation. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. He's the perfecter, the founder, the finisher of our faith. He's actually what caused them to endure. Mm -hmm. He's the one who got them to the end. Therefore, he's the one who will get us to the end because, and the example he gives in Hebrews 12 is Jesus endured, you know, the cross, shame, defeated death Mm -hmm. in the grave, defeated our sin and rose victoriously. And so he's the one who endured perfectly. And we talked about how all these testimonies that you see in Hebrews chapter 11 were imperfect people. Just you have components of their stories where they lived by faith drawn out. But Jesus was the perfect example of faithfulness beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And so look to Jesus, the one who endured uh, for us. Look Mm -hmm. to him uh, when you feel weak and insecure or you're struggling or you're doubting or you're Mm -hmm. tempted to wander. Can I jump in right here while you're going through the summary here? We won't lose track of that. But like it's so, you know, you made this point like 
you just made it there. Like these people, you, you look to them and they're, they're good examples. But it's not like David's victory over Goliath has any like actual bearing for me. Right. He didn't do anything for me. It didn't accomplish anything for you. Exactly. Like it was, it's an inspirational story. Exactly. And maybe, you know, even apart from Jesus, let's just, you know, forget Jesus for a second, which, you know, I, I don't mean that. Mean. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, it can be an inspirational story that could help anybody in any type of situation. But what's powerful about what Jesus has did is he's not just an example, another, another in a long line of examples of, you know, exemplary, you know, inspirational events of faith. But like what he actually did uh, is transtemporal. Mm. Like it, it's over time or space. It has effectual, powerful ramifications for everyone who believes in him. That's why he's the champion. Boom. That's why he's the Boom. perfecter. And so I just, you know, mm. as you were talking about the, I loved how you contrasted because you, you did great honor to the witnesses. Mm. It's not like, you know, it's great, you know, you could be tempted to be like, it's all about Jesus and then these witnesses mean nothing. You didn't do that. These witnesses are powerful encouragements to us, but then you also just contrasted it with the work of Jesus being greater. So I thought it was, I was so encouraged by Jesus mm. um, and, and also by the witnesses. And I love how you said, listen to them and look. It, it just was really great and it really encouraged my heart. So praise the Lord. It's perfect what you just said too. Like you're exactly right. They are inspirational. They're motivators. Listen mm -hmm. to them. Learn from them. But to your point, they didn't. You know, David didn't accomplish anything for anything for me. Right. Daniel didn't accomplish anything for me. Abraham didn't accomplish anything for me. Jesus Ag is the one who has accomplished. Even though it was two thousand years ago. Exactly. And he's actually the accomplishment of their faith. Exactly. They're all point. Like they're nothing without him. Exactly. So anyway. And so that, that's really great. So listen to them, be encouraged by them, but look to Jesus. Mm -hmm. The third point was, hey, you know, you're going to have to run and you're going to have to fight. This was good. And so, run and fight. These are great words to listen, look, run and fight. They're all like kind of like punchy and like yep. grab your attention. Yep. It's Paul's language. You know, he talked about a run the race, a fought, fought the good fight. Um, and it talks about him like basically holding on to the faith. Mm -hmm. And those were the languages he used in his letter to Timothy, in 2 Timothy, that at the end of his life, he said, I've, I've, I've fought and I've run, and this is how I've kept the faith. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the implications there, you read the whole story of Scripture, and it's that, hey, we're in a broken world. You're going to be tempted um, by you know distractions and the lusts of the flesh and the deception of this world. You're going to mm -hmm. be tempted by, you know, powerful pagan leaders and threats. Um, you're going to be tempted by uh, discontentment. You know, there's, there's going to be all of these things that you're going to endure in life. Mm -hmm. And so to make it to the end, just be prepared to run hard and fight your guts out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you mentioned, I, I meant to mention this, but you mentioned, I think it was one of the first weeks, the Christian faith is a rugged faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a, it's a battle. It's mm -hmm. a daily battle. Um, and so what do we have to do in order to run well and to fight well? Since suffering or things are going to come against us that are going to make us have to endure are going to come, uh, what do we do to help set ourselves up for success? Mm -hmm. How do I set myself up for success today and tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And the way I got to do that is obviously, and this is like a no-brainer, I'm going to have to not sin. 
Like I'm gonna have to be killing sin. John mm-hmm. Owen said, "Be killing sin, or sin will be killing you." Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I, I've, I need to know what is right and wrong, and say no to evil, mm-hmm. and recognize, as Psalm 119 says, you know, blessed, happy, full is the man who walks in the law of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I need to say no to sin. I thought you did a good job as well, by the way, recognizing that in the sermon, like those commands are not like to get, you know, people, maybe, I don't know if people really struggle with this or not, but like, maybe they do. Like God's like killing sin and that stuff, uh, I forget exactly how you said it, but like, well, it came across in the song at the end, we're fighting a battle you've already won. Like the running and the fighting Mm. and the putting off of the sin is like all accomplished because Jesus is the champion. Yeah. He's already... Look to Jesus. Yeah. He's, he's the one doing that. And so it's just like... And your quotes a lot from Psalm 119, which is obviously near and dear to your heart, are so helpful. It's like these are the these are the tools that God has given you to help you run well. Yeah. And to you know, again, success. Sometimes people get weird with that word. Like we're not talking about worldly success. We're talking about actual success. God actually wants me to succeed, not in a worldly sense, but succeed in the Christian life and being a, a, a loving, flourishing child of God. And so these commands are oh, not. Man. They're like the grooves you need to get into. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it talks about the sin that clings so closely. Yeah. And you know, the speaking of Psalm 19, there's there's another verse in Psalm 19 that says, "I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Mm. Let me not be put to shame." Yeah. And so, sin is trying to cling to us, and we've got to put it off. Mm-hmm. But there are things, to your point, to cling to when you're running, mm-hmm. and to help you actually like endure and win. And those are the testimonies of Scripture. It's the precepts. It's the statutes. It's the law. It's, you know, He also says, "I shall walk in a wide place." You know, when I learned your precepts, the whole point is living in the commandments of God is the path to freedom and happiness and joy. Mm. That's the whole point of Psalm 19. It's the whole point of, you know, one of the things that John says in first John, the commandments of God are not burdensome. Right. And so you, to your point, exactly. There are, it's a wonderful gift of God's grace to help us endure. So say no to sin mm-hmm. for sure. But then there's this, you know, amazing little phrase. Mm. He, he also says, and, and put off, lay aside uh, the weight Mm-hmm. There are these weights that basically are going to hinder us from running well mm-hmm. or even being prepared to endure. And so we talked about, you know, we have the tendency in our own heart to kind of then do some evaluation of our life and go, all right, well, this isn't sin. So, you know, can I, can I, can I still be considered faithful and run well mm-hmm. and hold on to this? Right. And that just reveals, and we all know it and feel it, it just reveals, mm-hmm. you know, the sin nature that still kind of exists, the desire for our own kingdom, our mm-hmm. own comforts, our own loves, our own dreams, our own goals. And none of that, by the way, is like this huge condemnation on us. It's just the reality of how we live and fight. Mm-hmm. But actually, one of the, the point is, one of the things that's going to hinder us from running well are sometimes the comforts and loves and mm-hmm. good gifts of this world when they can turn into forms of idolatry or you know we abuse them. Mm-hmm. Or frankly, it just is keeping us from sensing the urgency of the gospel and, and running well. Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, um, the one of the things I was thinking about was two things when I was thinking about the things that stick closely. It looks like today on Sermon Plus, we're just weaving everything together. So, hey, there we go. Well, Dan's not here. Yeah, Dan. What, um, do, you, what do you expect? Dad, <laughs> daddy's gone. Forgive me for saying daddy. That was yeah. super weird. No, <laughs> but I would say two things about the sin that's, that's that's closely. I had one like personal thing for me that the spirit was like in my own mind. Like and he just you know reminded me of like, you know, we don't talk a lot about it from the pulpit uh, that I can remember, but like our just like the phone usage mm-hmm. and the screen usage, mm-hmm. 
And I just wonder, you know, sometimes I get super blessed, you know, by reading, like I'll, I have good things coming into my feeds. But then I'm just also wondering, like my entertainment engagement, I wonder Ooh. if that, and that's not super popular and people can, you know, I could be quickly charged with a legalism indictment there. But I'm just like, I just wonder if that's not a weight that we could do less with. Yeah. Like, do I need to carry 20 hours of that a week or do I maybe only need to carry 10? Mm. And if I only carry 10, and again, no one, sh- I don't. I don't want you to get into a counting situation. You know, like, so, right. but, but yeah, I'm just wondering. Like, is that that was something that personally has been on my heart and mind for a, a while now, and uh, so the Lord is using that to convict me. Another one of the weights, though, that um, is different is sometimes the weight that you have to run with isn't your fault. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this uh, briefly. That mm-hmm. Something has been done to you. Yep. This was in the trust in God portion. Yes. Yep. And so for those listeners, you know, where you're, st- and this is kind of like where you're carrying weight. People use the word, this is kind of a pejorative term, but like the baggage yep. that people carry. Yep. I actually think Hebrews 12 then would be an encouragement to deal with that stuff. Amen. To like, to stare at it, to, to actually, you know, is that like a, is this like a prayer, like a deeper type of prayer that would lead to liberation? Is mm. this like a counseling situation is there like like to not ignore like it's sometimes it's really hard to deal with that stuff and you'd rather just ignore it and just um it was actually in the kids uh uh, story time about the younger son. He started yep. to feel like he needed to go home, yep. but instead of dealing with that, he would just go to a party. He would drink more. He would spend more or buy more clothes. Like we kind of like, you know, the the buzzword these days, buzz phrases, self medicate. It's like I actually think Jesus is saying, "Come to me." You said this in the sermon. Oh, yep. you are weary yep. and heavy laden because there's baggage that clings so close to you, and it's not your fault. Yeah. And Jesus wants you to set you free from that too. And I thought, man. That would be a really encouraging, liberating experience to, to deal with that. Yeah, and how do you, and how do you do that? You look to Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that's so good. Yeah, we we mentioned how in one sense nothing is easier than like yeah. living by faith. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned Matthew eleven. Yeah, it is. You know, he says, "I'll give you rest." And here, the encouragement in Hebrews chapter twelve, verse three is, you know, you don't have to grow weary or faint-hearted. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's actually almost in a command form, like, "Don't grow weary or faint-hearted." Yeah. And so it's it's possible to be able to deal with baggage mm-hmm. um, and you know hurt from inside and outside in a way that I it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't enslave me. Right, and and neither of us are saying by the way that that's easy or that's going to happen. Correct. you know, fast or anything Correct. like that. But like to have that kind of endurance, you talk about endurance yep. to like go with Jesus and do it together. You and Jesus, you know, look at your baggage and say, Jesus, what can you do with this? How can you help me? And I'm willing to walk with you through this, the process of, of becoming free. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's, and that's the whole thing. It's like, there's nothing easier and yet there's nothing harder. Yeah. That's what we right. said. Yeah. Because Jesus mm-hmm. also said like the gate is narrow and the way is hard. Yeah. And we also began the service talking with first Peter five, the suffering that we all have to go through, mm-hmm. that there is an enemy who wants to remind you of all those things, yeah. wants to devour you. He has come to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus came that you might have life and have mm-hmm. it in abundance. And so, you know, it is a daily 
fight. It's a daily battle mm-hmm. to have to run um, and and sometimes endure those flaming darts, you know, coming yeah. at you or the baggage in the past or whatever it may be. And you might be tempted to think, well, why don't other people have, why what, other people mm. seem to have it so easy. It's like, well, you know, maybe don't assume everyone else has it so easy. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we are in this together, which leads me to the last thing. Oh, man. Which was a great section. You said it was your favorite, it probably. Was, it's my favorite which always. Which is cheer. Cheer. Which is, again, and what was powerful about the sermon, it was like right in, this is a music term, everybody. Get ready. Make sure you're sitting down. It was in the pocket. <laughs> I would love, for, what's in the pocket? No, no, no. We won't do that. Later, I want you to define the pocket. That's so good. That's like when you the song is working or something. It's like, that's the sermon. Like, the, your points were exactly... Mm. You, you know, they were fresh and punchy and like kind of like relevant modern, like, you know, look or no, listen, you know, look, run and fight. And then cheer is actually there. That, yep. that was that was that's what the author of Hebrews wants the witnesses to that wants us to feel the cheering on from the last. You actually went back to the last verse of chapter 11 yep. that were, you know, no one finishes until we all finish. Oh, man. Situation. And um, so the the privilege and the role that we have of cheering one another on, um, both in word and deed, I think sometimes we don't even realize, you know, when you're in a church and you see other people persevering, you might be the person who's persevering. You don't know the impact that people, and people don't always come up and say, well, hey, I saw you do this, and so therefore blah, 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 blah. Now, maybe we should do more of that. We probably should. But I know there's people that are engaging and seeing, and they're getting encouraged just by people's deeds and actions, yeah. and then to say nothing of the verbal encouragement that we can share too. I didn't, I didn't get to it because I actually, and we'll talk about this in a second. Sermon Plus. Well, Sermon Plus. <laughs> and I wanted to save as much time on Sunday so we could sing at the end. Oh, yeah. We had like three songs right? We're like, we're just going to see how this, how this service ends. Mm-hmm. But Hebrews 3, 12 and 13. I mean, this is actually a huge part of Hebrews, yeah. not just what we were reading, but the whole context of the letter, cheering one another on. Yeah. Uh, Hebrews 3, beginning of verse 12, it says, Watch out, brothers and sisters, so that there won't be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart stories for faith that you know that turns you away from the living god Mm. that's hebrews 12 1 2 language Mm -hmm. but encourage each other cheer one another on daily while it is still called the day so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception Mm. and so the whole i mean this is like a huge component of your life and your faith so for example for me i was mentioning to the staff this morning as we were reflecting on sunday as well and it's just like this whole cheering each other on aspect has been such a huge part of my life i am who i am today by the grace of god the power of his spirit because one of the greatest gifts he's given me is people in my life who have just been like hey dave don't give up hey dave get back up Hey, Dave, look to Jesus. Mm. Hey, Dave, I've also been through this and you're going to get over it. You're going to get through it. I mean, my whole life is just a big cheering session. Mm. And so how beautiful that we get to come together. That's why we love singing that keep on song. It forces you to look around and you're just, you know, grabbing each other's hands. You're looking at they're saying like, keep on. Mm. I know you're weary. I know you're discouraged. Jesus made you his very own. Don't stop believing. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you kidding me? That's what we need. Here's Sermon Plus. Dave said, we're either going to sing keep on or don't stop believing, <laughs> which would have been great. <laughs> I did say that to you on Friday. Yeah. We, no, but that, that, that is a wonderful part of the church and 
for those who have, in a sense, been blessed and privileged to grow up in a home and environment where that's actually more normal, that's a wonderful thing. But certainly we want New City to be a place where people can come from all walks of life. Yes. You know, and experience that type of encouragement where people can feel seen. I was, I was listening to this podcast on prayer recently, and, and I forget exactly which culture it is, but um, it's in one of the, I think, believe one of the African cultures. Their greeting is, I see you. Um, and that's just the, like, that's what the, that's what the word is. Like when the first thing you say, when, when you show up with someone is, I see you, mm. which is, you know, I'm sure that gets like, you know, taken for granted in their culture, just, you know, we're all human, so we're all the same. But like, when you think deeply wow. about that, it's like someone shows up and it's like, no, I actually see you. Mm. And they were relating that to prayer, how that when we are engaging with Jesus, he actually sees us. And so how wonderful would it be? And I think is experiencing in part for sure at New City, where when you show up, you feel seen. Yeah, You feel like, and then encouraged, like, hey, I actually know this person and I'm going to say this encouraging thing because I know who you are and I know what you're going through. And, and here's here's a challenge. In every church in the world, there are two kinds of people. People who uh, feel encouraged and feel like people who are cheering them on mm-hmm. and people who don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so I also understand that for me to sit here and be like, yeah, I am who I am because people have been like, get back up. You can yeah. do it. Push on. You got it, Dave. Mm-hmm that maybe some of you are kind of like rolling your eyes like, well, good for you, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy that you've got friends and people around you who are cheering you on. And they, you know, many of you maybe even listening are like, I desperately need that. And maybe you even feel like your faith is borderline crippled or a little weak or not flourishing because you don't have a cheer squad. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so honestly, my challenge isn't actually even to, to you, but to everybody else, if you feel like people are cheering you on, you need you need to recognize the power of that and then be sent out to do that. Like yeah, we good. just we need to cultivate a culture of cheering one another on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, it, hopefully some of you are listening and even right now, I mean honestly, I'm praying in my head the Lord to bring to mind some faces and people that you know in your life that just need to be encouraged Amen. to not give up. And I would, you know, if you're in that category where and I think sometimes you know, we go through seasons where we feel more cheered on than others, even if you would say that's your testimony, but I'm sure there might have been times where it's less. Definitely. You know, again, going back to the scriptures and to the person and work of Jesus and the Spirit, like you do still have the witnesses cheering you on. Exactly. Yes. Come on. And you still have the presence of Jesus' yes. Spirit. With Come you. on. And so ultimately, it gives us freedom where we don't like have to feel entitled, mm. you know, from our brothers and sisters, but, you know, certainly expecting and, and hoping for that encouragement but we still have you know we, we, we look to Jesus oh man and so uh, that kind of how that works together is always a little bit mysterious but like yeah a hundred percent like wanting a culture you know Romans 12 I think the pastor says outdo and sh- one another and showing, showing honor. the only way you should be competitive in the body is by you know trying to show honor and respect and and things to others so that it's just a that's an awesome way to finish a stories for faith um, is to cheer each other on to keep believing. Is, is think about how that that's a great you know that's a great kind of capstone. And obviously, it's not the last thing we're going to talk about faith or these other stories or anything like that. But uh, it really was wonderful. And then, you know, I just want to say, you know, 
it was it was a blessing to be a part of a community that loves to sing because the final the final word in the stories Ooh. for faith was just the congregational engagement and singing to the Lord about he's already got the victory and we can have hope in him and what he's going to do in the end. So it was really a blessing just to be together singing. Yeah. We sang our guts out. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. Mm -hmm. He is an encouragement. In fact, even Second Corinthians one says to comfort, encourage one another with the same comfort, encouragement we've we've received from the Spirit and from That's Christ. That's the pass on thing you just said. That's the scriptural basis for it. Yep. yep. And so, um, brothers and sisters, we hope that this whole series was an encouragement to you. We're super excited to gather this coming Sunday. Here's your, you know, here's a little foretaste. Guess what? News news just came in. Jesus is alive. Amen. And rose from the dead. And we're going to celebrate uh, that resurrection and the future resurrection of our bodies Amen. this coming mm-hmm. Sunday. 8.30, or 11.15. We're giving out swag bags to everybody who comes to 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That has not been confirmed. <laughs> we just Or ordered. <laughs> we just, you know, we're welcoming you all to 8.30 a.m. It's going to be great. All right, we'll see you soon. Okay.